Welcome to the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. We are so grateful you're here with us today. Let's dive in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Creative Rise podcast. This episode is going to be something you will love. I can Mm. promise you that. You're going to love this conversation we have. But before we get into the convo, we just want to say welcome back to the show. Thank you for everybody that has reviewed this podcast. Uh, We were going through some reviews earlier today. Awesome to see uh, what you guys think. Thank you for DMing us too and being like, yo, or texting us and being like, yo, this is what's helping me. We got a few texts this past week that were so encouraging from you guys being like, this is so helpful. I learned this, this, and yeah. this. So we love hearing from you because when we get to know how this is helping you, we can. it only gives us more ammunition to help you more. So yep. really cool. We're so glad you're here. Yeah. And you guys, this is the first episode of our chat series. We never actually came up with a cool name for it, but these are basically, you get an inside peek on the coaching calls that Joey and I do normally with Creative Rise, but we are doing it with a few of the larger Creative Rise community. Strangers that become friends over 15, 20 minutes. become family to us. And so you're going to get the inside peek on what a coaching call looks like. And maybe you have some of the same problems that the people that we are coaching with on these calls have as well. So you can kind of glean some information from these coaching calls, look in, see the inside of this is Christian's business. He he owns Wild Fern Weddings in Nashville, Tennessee. He's a great videographer. He's got some really cool stuff, but he's struggling with kind of how do I raise my client experience along with my prices that I've done. So mm-hmm. this is a fun conversation. We can't wait for you to tune in. So here's Christian. Here it is. What's up, Christian? Welcome to the show. So happy to have you on, dude. Thanks for being here. Yeah, of course, man. Thank you for having me on. Totally. Okay. Couple rapid fire questions, similar yes. to how what we do with with other guests. Although this is like a new version of guests, because this is like a cooler version of guests. I would say <laughs> it's like <laughs> sorry, more all the chats. Sorry, all the other people who actually come on here and just like give all their value. This is yes. more fun. So, mm. Christian, couple quick questions for you. Where are you from? Nashville, Tennessee. Awesome. awesome. And you said that you weren't born there. Born just outside of the city or something, and you moved into the big city. Yeah. Where were you yep. specifically born? What was your town? Waverly, Tennessee. Waverly. Love it. Cool, cool. What Uh, direction is that from Nashville? West. About probably about like an hour and 15 minutes west. Okay, cool. Nice. Cool. Cool, cool. Sweet. And then tell people about what you do. What is your creative business? So I'm a wedding videographer that really kind of likes to incorporate a lot of like VHS footage, Super 8 footage, kind of making it more candid documentary home video style. And like mostly doing weddings, elopements here and there, but pretty much all weddings and maybe kind of looking to dip my toes into like commercial work as well. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. Very cool. I love the super A and the home, vi- the dad cam home video yeah, style. So good. That's really, really cool. What your you stuff offer. is awesome. We, we checked it out obviously and your stuff is super cool. And yeah, I, that dad cam, is it like, is this all like VHS type stuff along with like super eight stuff? Yeah. So I, I love super eight, but of course there's a hard cost of that with film yeah, processing, yeah. scanning. And so my kind of take on that to get the like vintage vibe and like handing a camera to a random wedding guest and not worrying about them breaking a $4,000 camera yeah. was <laughs> the dad cam because like it gives that vibe. If they break it, who cares? It was like a hundred bucks. And then also mm. I can just scan it myself like the next day using like a little kind of digital box I plug into my computer. So it's kind of the yeah. best of both Amazing. <clears throat> yeah, oh, that's I've, so cool. I've got one of those as well because I've, I've shot some stuff on VHS. It's so fun. So yeah, dude, super cool. So from Nashville, 
you are shooting wedding films, but you've got a spin on it because you're going, I don't want it to be a stuck up, really posed, you know, very chronological. I want it to be more interesting, more like a home video of their wedding day. And let me ask, why do you do that? Like, what made you think about that? Because there's probably some people gone there going, Mm -hmm. that's really cool. Like, why did you want to be different that way? Yeah, I, of course, started like drew a lot of inspiration from original like White and Reverie kind of work, Ray Roman, like all the kind of OGs of like wedding videography and found myself like caught up in trying to create portfolio pieces. And it wasn't until I realized that like every wedding is the same, but every couple is different. And until I focused on the couple and their story and them as individuals that I was going to kind of get burned out or stuck creatively. And so made that switch. And then I was like, okay, cool. How can I give them the opportunity to like be themselves in front of each other, but still capturing it when it's not me. And so that's like kind of when the dad cam came in um, super eight and stuff, because like I'll walk into a bridal party room, leave the dad cam on a table. I'm like, Hey, if you guys want to use it, use it. If not, yeah, no worries. Awesome. But like the gold I get from that when like best friends are just filming each other. It's like, yeah. I could never get that if I filmed it myself. And so it's been a huge kind of shift into how I've kind of been using that and a huge inspiration was another local videographer, Josh Helton of a little long distance. Do you know him? Cool. No, that okay. sounds super cool. I would say he was kind of the OG pioneer of like super eight and VHS and stuff. Like he's the first person I know of using it. And I think he kind of kickstarted that movement as well. So amazing. I love what you said of like, you know, every wedding's kind of the same, which is true. A lot of weddings are very groundhog's day feeling, but every couple's different and they bring a unique, kind of vibe to the day you that you get to, <laughs> No, I, I wasn't. I don't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> That's where you're going. Unique skill set, which is probably true, but you're bringing your unique skill set into bringing into like pulling that out and making it different and that it's not just cookie cutter. It's actually something very unique, which means it's so valuable to them, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah super cool. Yeah. I love that. And that's probably a pretty good pairing with Nashville, right? Nashville is a more artistic, you know, urban center, probably when you look at all the urban centers across America. So that probably pairs pretty well, which is really cool. Um, Okay. Next question, fill everybody in that's listening and fill us in on like, what are your actual offerings around wedding filmmaking? So what are your packages and how much are you selling them for? Yeah. That'll give us all context. Yeah. So like three main packages, bottom one, six hours of coverage, three to four minute highlight film, one videographer, and that's 4,000. And then middle package is like the one that everyone books, which is eight hours of coverage, two videographers, five to seven minute highlight film, ceremony film, that's about 6,000. And then I just kind of, I've kind of been playing with this top package as like my price anchoring one, but that's 10 hours of coverage, eight to 10 minute film, a documentary film, which is essentially like a 45 to 60 minute highlight film of the day. Dang. Raw footage. And then within the documentary film, it already has the ceremony film and toast film. So that's kind of already part of it. And that's, uh, I've kind of been bouncing between like 10,000 and 9,000 for that one, playing around with how that kind of affects the other ones as a price anchoring package. Yeah. Gotcha. Super cool, man. Um, Price anchoring is super important. We always talk about a creative rise. Pricing is so psychological. So it's super cool that uh, you've got that structured in there. I was going to ask, who is your ideal client? So thinking of those packages, how you've structured it, who you're thinking about, wanting to book these packages to consistently. Who is your ideal client? Kind of describe them to us. Yeah, I think definitely clients who have like an appreciation for art, especially like, you know, things like Super 8. I feel like unless you know art and like the medium of film photography, film videography, like you're not going to 
value the difference between like just the Instagram Super 8 filter and like authentic Super 8. So couples who are knowledgeable in like the art scene, uh, very laid back, care more about the the experience of the wedding day, the moments of the wedding day versus like the actual materialistic things such as like florals, table decorations, things like that. I forgot who said it, but someone said once that if they can tuck it away in a drawer, then like it's not worth putting in the wedding film. And so like not really caring about Mm -hmm. filming the dress hanging up or, you know, the flowers and stuff, but using that time of their film towards like the candid moments between loved ones. And so couples who value those candid moments and want those to look back on, and I guess are more kind of sentimental. Yeah. Love it. It's really good. That's some good ammo for your messaging, your communication, Mm -hmm. right? That's some really good stuff. I'm glad you know that person um, to that extent. That's really helpful. Yeah, that's great. So Christian, talk to us about why you're here. What is the thing that's like a little bit pain point? What's like the, oh, I know I've got such a great, great packages. I've got Mm -hmm. a great product. I know who I'm trying to sell it to. What seems to be kind of the block right now in your business? What feels like, oh, I just want to like get past this because I'm struggling with this. Yeah. So before I just raised my prices to what we kind of mentioned, it was like two, four and $6,000. And so mm-hmm. kind of building a new referral network because like the people referring me at those prices aren't going to be referring me at like the new pricing. My average pricing is around six to $8,000. Yep. And so kind of learning to build that new network, but then also like my, the experience I provide needs to change as well to kind of match that new clientele. Absolutely. Whether it's, you know, pre-wedding day, on the wedding day, post-wedding day, things like that. Um, and I've made a few changes here and there, but I still feel like I need to become more of like kind of a resource during that time between the booking and the wedding day. Like it's, a lot of times it's several, several months and I want to help somehow. Like I kind of want to show more value than just on the wedding day showing up, videoing, and then here's your film. Mm. Totally. Yeah. So my question for you on that statement, because... Um, we can kind of go either way and you could go either way on what you just said is I want to be more of a resource, you know, in those, let's call it four to nine months, you know, after booking before the actual wedding day. And my question for you is, is that something that you know, your client, your ideal client actually desires? Or is that something that you're just thinking you potentially need because it feels like it's maybe like an industry pressure? Industry pressure for sure. Um, yeah. Interesting. Okay. So talk I, to I, us about that. What does your ideal client expect or what would your ideal client expects the wrong word? What would your ideal client actually desire from you? Let's start pre that first call, like the sales call. Yes. Before they've booked you. Yeah. What are you currently doing and where do you think there might be some room for some, for, you know, for you to meet some of the desires of that ideal client, not only to, you know, to meet those desires to mm-hmm. match the pricing that you've talked about, right. But also to meet those desires of how you're taking care of people pre the sales call pre them booking you. Yeah. Pre them booking these web copies, basically the best I'm doing. I feel like I probably need to do like a mailing list of some sort of guide, but I have no idea where to really start with that and how to like kind of feed into that list and nurture it. So I would say if there's any point where my experience lacks the most, it's probably before the sales call. It's okay. not until like I get on the call and that's whenever like I really kickstart like Hey, here's why I'm different. Here's what I have to offer. This is why I'm yeah. charging this much. That's a great question. I never thought about like pre-sales call though. Yeah. So, yeah. so 
Pre-sales call mm-hmm. is incredibly important. The reason why it's incredibly important is pre-sales call is where you don't get to, you know, actually be face to face with them telling them what to think, right? Mm-hmm. And so whatever they're experiencing, a lot of the times we think, well, bef- until they get on the sales call, they haven't really experienced me yet. But the reality is they experience probably 80% of what they believe about you and your product before they get on the sales call. Yes. You know, or I would even say before your wedding day, what they mm-hmm. believe about you and what you're going to do for them is actually pre even before they talk to you because yeah. they're, you know, seeing stuff, they're hearing stuff, they're feeling how things feel when they read your stuff, you know, and so um, they're seeing how open and available you look, right? So one of the things that we're mm-hmm. always encouraging people with, Christy's always really encouraging people with this in the wedding industry is your your business has to look open, right? So when was the last time you posted on socials? Do you remember? Do you know? Was it yesterday, a month ago? Yeah, no, ago? I, it was uh, probably like two weeks ago. And I'm kicking myself because I have this big whiteboard here. And literally like the top to do for like the past three weeks has been create six Instagram reels. Yeah. I'm just yes. the biggest procrastinator on it. But I have noticed that there was a time in March where I consistently posted three times a week for like three weeks and inquiries flooded in during that time. Like, it Oh, worked, yeah. It worked. Okay. But yeah, so that's huge because, okay, what? so just this is side side question so we can get back on track, but what's like annual goal for revenue in the next 12 months? Like at your new pricing, what's like the annual goal that you're yeah, shooting for? How many for? weddings do you want to shoot? What's the goal? Yeah, it's kind of hard to like answer like next 12 months, but I would say like on a year, I would want to do probably 15 at 7,000 average. So right. Sweet. R- so around, over like, six figures. Yeah, yeah, 105, yeah. around yeah. 105. Awesome. That's awesome, man. That's a great business. So here's something that I see a lot of people do when they do raise their prices and they get kind of caught in between and they're like, ah, oh, shoot, I raised my prices, but they keep their business working and operating exactly the same. They just think I should just raise my prices because it's it's been another year. I should just raise my prices, you know, mm-hmm. but they raise their prices and they, they should raise their prices, but nothing else changes except for their pricing guide. But I think that oftentimes when we raise our prices, we need to also change other things about our business as well. So if you're going from like, hey, I was making like maybe 60K or whatever it was before, I'm now making over six figures. I need to act like an over six figures yeah. business. I need to ha- act like a $100,000 business. So if you're going to act like a $100,000 business, you're going to attract higher end clients as well, right? And so many people, and I, I see this in the wedding industry all the time specifically, is that there's like this, people think I need to post on Instagram, but they don't actually realize the risk that happens if they don't. Yeah. Cause I think when we were, when we were just chatting about with you before this call, just like, Hey, so like, where are you currently getting your clients? Things like that. You said, well, 50% Instagram, then 50% referral, which is amazing. That's like a great recipe for what you've got going yeah. on. But 50% being from Instagram, if we remain inactive in one of our biggest marketing sources, then that 50% starts to dwindle down to zero. So if there is always a direct correlation between the amount you post on Instagram with the amount of your inquiries. Again, it's yeah. not a vending machine. You put one one post in, you get one inquiry out. However, there Sometimes is that trend like that. that can go <laughs> yeah. up. So yeah. I would say acting like a six-figure business and creating content that speaks to that ideal client that you were talking about, someone who's more concerned about the experience, more concerned about someone who's like, I just want to cherish that time with my grandpa on my wedding day or my dad or my mom or my sister or my brother, bridal party, whatever it is, or just with my significant other on top of a mountaintop doing something awesome. I want to capture that. And you need to speak to that person on Instagram. I would say like, five times a week, you know, something like that. For sure. I would say four times a week, like try yeah. and get, try and get four things out a week. 
so when you say four to five times a week, are you talking posts and reels or like do stories tie into that as well? So I think stories are incredible. A lot of times people don't even scroll their feed anymore. They're just watching stories. So So I would say doing a blend of both and figuring out what works for you, right? You don't have to post five times a week. Maybe it's going to be three times a week and you're on stories like five times a week or something. That'd be awesome. I I would say you should definitely have a story up every 24 hours because if you have a story up every 24 hours, you stay active in one of the most, you know, prime pieces of real estate on the app, right? Which is that story bar where most people spend most of their time now on there. So not only does that improve your engagement because Instagram's going, oh, you're spending more time on this app by continuing to post daily stories. We're going to reward you with showing you you know, you know, to more people. Yeah, That's a huge factor. But also, again, it's the open side to your business, right? So if you've constantly got stories on, hey, I'm editing this or I'm out shooting this, or here's a question for you 2023 brides. If you've got something like that daily, that's not only going to get you seen more, but it's mm. going to attract people who do want to pay you higher prices because you look like you're more relevant, you're more yeah. open, right? Which is cool. So let's quickly jump forward back into what we were we were talking about a second mm-hmm. ago. One of the things that, and I'll just give a quick tip that maybe you can think food for thought on. One of the things that I think is the most crucial things that wedding people miss out on when it comes to their pre-booking call process is actually having you know a great CTA, as you mentioned, you, you could use. So a guide or something, something that's going to pull people from socials onto their site. But once you pull people to your contact page, I think having actual as a filmmaker, having video content to create a pipeline of like, hey, so glad you know you're wanting to get in touch. Can't wait. I got a couple questions for you below. You know, fill them out. Gonna get back to you right away and can't wait to, you know, chat about the potential of shooting the best day of your life. If you had mm-hmm. a 15 second video on the top of your contact page that said that, and then they went through their contact page that was really, really great questions, and they were inquiring with you. Yeah. And then as soon as they click submit, as soon as they click submit it takes them to another video that says, Hey, you know, it's Christian here. So happy you just inquired. I can't wait to go through those answers. Here's maybe one of my favorite questions that, you know, that I'm excited to read your answer on. And here's what I want to let you know the next steps are. Step number two, you just inquired. Now, step number two is I'm going to get back to you pretty quickly here. So here's when you can expect to hear back from me. One of the biggest reasons why people get ghosted is because they don't tell the people when they can expect to hear back from them. Mm-hmm. You know, Where if you tell a bride the second she inquires, hey, I'm going to be getting back to you in the next 48 hours, that's going to be in the bride's head and she's going to be more expectant of actually opening that email right, and then engaging back with it. Mm -hmm. So you could say, I'm going to get back to you in the next 24 hours, 48 hours. And then after I get back to you, what I'm going to do is I'm going to respond with some answers to your questions. And I'm also going to give you an opportunity to book a call with me. And we have to jump on the phone, not we should jump on the phone. We have to jump on the phone to talk about how we can make this dream day your reality and how we can make it your reality for the next 30 years because it's captured in the best video you could have ever thought. You know, So yeah. can't wait to see you again. Thank you so much for inquiring from me, Christian, to you. Hope you're having a great day. If a bride went through even that, that's the simplest of pipelines, you know, to take somebody even before they get on a sales call with you. Do you think that would help? First of all, do you have anything like that? So I rebranded my website um, and the new one doesn't. The old one, I did have like a gif of me like popping confetti like in front of my brand color background. So that was a little something. But as far as like a video above my contact form and after it's submitted, not anymore. Before I did okay. have something. Cool. So okay. the reason why this is so important is you could probably, you know, we all probably know this, but I'm just going to make sure I say it is 
Video is so great. Why is video so great? Well, video is so great because it actually shows and allows other people to feel something when watching something. You know, photo mm-hmm. is amazing. They can see and understand something. But a lot of the time, video connects with the feelings of what's actually going on much more than a photo would or a mm-hmm. GIF, right? So if you can give somebody the feeling that you're trying to emulate them feeling on their wedding day in a video that's like 15 seconds before they even inquire with you, you're going to be well on your way, you know, to, to having a really, really high booking percentage. Right. So I would say a pre inquire video. So super quick. And it it doesn't have to be like a squeeze page. Like, Oh, you can't inquire unless you watch this thing. It's just sitting on the top of your inquiry page. So they can turn it on. What they're going to do is they're probably going to click play. They're going to scroll some, you know, scroll down, look at some of the questions and they're hearing you getting Mm -hmm. excited, you know, speaking to them the way that your ideal client wants to be spoken to. And then after again, if you have that video that outlines the next steps, not only is your booking rate going to go up, you know, Mm -hmm. for people actually showing up those calls, but they're going to experience that and come into that call not going, oh, I wonder if he's two grand. They're going to go, I know this guy's expensive because he's already given me the feelings that I know I'm excited to feel on my wedding day and I haven't even gotten yeah. on a call with him yet. Right. right? Like if he, can, if he can make me feel this secure in the plan to get me to success, this secure in the plan to capture something really well for me on my wedding day and I haven't even gotten on the call with him yet, mm-hmm. I'm going to be pretty good, you know, if he's the one shooting our wedding. Does that make sense? Dude, yeah, that makes that's amazing. Like it's, I, I've, yeah. I've had, what is that? I've had coaching and stuff for like three, like three years. Like, and I've never heard, never heard anyone like recommend doing that. But that's like so genius. So yeah, well, cool. and it's it's so practical, right? It's like yeah. it's yeah. so practical, and it would help so many people. I mean, if I was booking anything, like you know, if mm-hmm. I was booking. Like if I was booking a haircut, I got my haircut two days ago. This is totally <laughs> random. But if I was going to get a haircut and I literally went through and booked online and just yeah. said, Hey, I'm coming at this time, you know, do you have any slots? I'm like, yep, 11 o'clock. And I clicked 11 o'clock and it was like, Hey, thanks so much for booking. You know, I'm Tim. I'm going to be cutting your hair. Can't wait to see you in here today, you know? And yeah. yeah, see you soon. I would just be like, Oh yeah, that $30 haircut that I thought was overpriced. I'm now I'm like, nah, it's not overpriced because he just already right. made, I'm not even there yet. And he already made me feel connected to him mm. and he made me feel excited about this, right? You know, yeah. one of the things that I'm sure you can uh, attest to is people are nervous to jump on calls with potential wedding filmmakers or photographers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because they're going, how do I make sure I'm picking the right one? Are they going to be too expensive? Or are they too cheap? You know, mm. what are they? Can I trust them? So if how if you can eliminate as many of those objections yes. before they even inquire, and then after they inquire, before they even get on the call, dude, your six to eight seven thousand dollar price looks so much more manageable. Yes. even from just a purely emotional side, you haven't even changed the products, right? The products could be the exact same video as your four thousand dollar video. But it's it's already the feeling of how you're walking those people through the plan. One of the things that, and I'll end with this, and then we can go to the next piece here. But one of the things that I think is so crucial is people go, "I want to make more money. I want to make more money. I want to make more money." And they go, "You know, you sold that for X amount of dollars. I sell them for this amount of dollars. You know, what's the difference? It looks like we do the same thing." And I say, "It is the same thing." But how I walk somebody from point A. Even to point B, not point A to Z, like Mm -hmm. even just from point A to point B is different. I'm making sure they they know where they're going. I'm making sure they Mm -hmm. know what their next step is. I'm making sure I'm planting the emotions that I want them to feel as they go step to step. And that is where the high ticket stuff really comes in. Even think about like getting picked up by an, like an 
Uber, what's the most expensive one called? A Uber premium XL. Uber XL or Uber, yeah. versus going and hailing a taxi, right? The taxi's probably going to be cheaper, but you they got to run out there. They got to wave them down, finally get one of them to stop and re- actually respond. You get in cash only. Like you have no idea what to expect. You don't know if this person's going to run off with you and go somewhere that they don't want to go. But it, an Uber XL experience is it's so convenient. They literally, the driver will text you before they even get there. They will send you, this is exactly what I look like. This is what you can be expecting. They pull up, they get out, they open the back door for you. They load their luggage in. There's water in They're there for you in the back seat it. sometimes. They're you giving know, like- you an estimated time of arrival. They send all this stuff. That is a luxury experience where oftentimes we can sometimes end up in places where we treat our clients as if we're hailing a taxi, right? Or they're when, hailing or, us, yes, they're, right? No, no, they're they're trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And so you, you got to go, how do I treat this like an Uber XL experience rather than them hailing down a taxi? So any chance you can get to give that personalized touch of that video or even just connecting on Instagram in a really intentional way and making it so easy for them to walk step by step by step through your entire booking experience all the way to the delivery of the wedding, they will just give you a 10 out of 10 that was 100% worth it no matter what price I would do it again type of experience, which is super cool. I will say that something I kind of do along with that is, I don't do it with every couple. It kind of depends where I'm at, what my background is, how I'm dressed, but sending a personalized like video message, like texting it to them because I always ask for their phone number. But every time I do that, they're like, really love they're like oh we love the personalized message like thank you so much so i I can see how that's working i even outside of the website but love that being on the website i could at least dress up and get a nice background and so that way okay there you go i'm (laughs) out eating a hoodie i probably don't need to send a video but yeah and i mean you can you can do it all right like do it on the website pre-inquiry post-inquiry and then you know uh, you could email. I know this is a great place to place the text message one. As soon as you respond to their inquiry, send them a text message with the with the video and say, "Hey, I just responded to you. You're gonna want to go check out your email. So excited to continue the conversation. But here I am, whatever I'm doing, and I just wanted to say grateful to get to know you a little bit through that yeah. inquiry. Whatever you say, right? That would be a perfect like boom, boom, bang, right? A great way to tie those three things together. Okay, let's quickly jump to the last like five minutes here and talk about post sales call post they book you how do you continue to actually give them that experience that uber xl experience you know the porsche porsche experience versus the honda civic experience how do you continue to do that what do you think is your struggle inside of that time frame because you also said that you feel more internal pressure from the industry to change what you're doing in there rather than actually mm-hmm. what your ideal client wants so what do you think the solution is for you there. You know, what does your ideal client actually desire? Do they want to be nagged a bunch because that makes them feel safe? Or are they like, no, I don't need to be talked to. I'm already secure in you, Christian. What do you think? Mm-hmm. You know, where's that combo make you make your head go? Yeah. I mean, short answer, I I, I don't know because I guess I don't know my ideal client as well as I, I thought I did or know them well enough to know that. Cause I up until this point I've just thought like, hey, provide value. Like I wrote 10 client guide PDFs, um, everything from like tips on staying present on the wedding day, vendor guides, you know, things to keep in mind, stuff like that. And right now I'm just kind of uploading that to their client portal because I don't have automation with my current CRM to like send out those guides. But that's kind of the current thing I'm doing, but I'm, I'm not sure like, you know, if um, my couples are liking that or not. 
So yeah, cool. well, that's a great question. And I think what you were saying of the couples that you were describing from what I would imagine they're like, is that they care more about the experience of it being simplistic, not high maintenance. Like, I think that you actually don't have to be this like constant resource guide to yeah. your clients. You are responsible to what you have promised to deliver on what you're delivering and nothing else, right? You're not obligated to send them like all of this extra stuff. Cause in the end that might be overwhelming. It may be something that they're like, we're not very like materialistic. We don't want to be spending all of our time in our engagement process, like researching. We just want to enjoy the moment. Right? So how do you, how do you help them enjoy the moment? And I think having resources available to them That's great. is awesome. Having it be available and like telling them, Hey, you know what? Like if you have any questions about these types of things, like I actually went ahead and I've created a link for you to be able to access those things, but you know, no pressure to look at them either. I think that really serves and caters a client and saying, you're not required to open all of these like emails that come every month or things like that. I think that would actually be overwhelming. I think if you just make it available and then you just set the tone of what they can expect throughout the entire process. I think that fixes most things because the yes. worst thing is when you're a client or you have clients and you feel like you're in this situation is when there's confusion. Mm -hmm. And confusion is a low ticket thing, right? Where yep. clarity is a high ticket thing. Yep. So if you can give clarity on that booking call or right after they book, you send them an email that says, here's exactly the timeline of what to expect from me in the next nine months or however long their engagement is. Like on month, three months before your wedding, I'm going to send you this thing. Two months before your wedding or one month before your wedding, I'll send you like an overview of what the wedding film is going to look like, any shot list, little details that I need access to scheduling, et cetera. And then text them like one week before the wedding. Hey, I'm remembering to be there. Like I'll be there. Yeah. I think that in itself will just like lend so much less confusion, so much clarity and ultimately give them a really great experience because they know exactly what to expect. Yeah. And just to wrap that point up, I think they will feel really secure when you communicate, you feel secure. So do whatever you need to do in order to make sure that you get to know the client you know, with to the depth that you need to in order to create the best film you can for them, which is something you said is a strong suit of yours, which mm -hmm. is awesome. It's really and cool. then communicate that. Make sure you go, hey, that call was awesome, guys. I feel really secure. So just to let you know, you won't be hearing from me until this next point on the timeline where I've already told you you're going to be hearing from me. And I feel so great about what's going to be created for you. You communicating that, that's high ticket because they can go, okay, we can put our shoulders down. We can relax because mm -hmm. Christian's secure in what he's going to be doing for us. And then I think we wrap up this. The last thing that I think I would say is if you're going, you said a, a couple minutes ago, you're like, well, I don't know if I know my client that well to know if they want to be bugged or if they want to be left alone. Make that a huge part of your inquiry process. Make that a mm -hmm. huge part of your inquiry form. Hey, um, you could write like, hey, this is normally what happens in between when you book me and when your wedding is. I do this, 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 and this for you. And I'm open to do anything else or I'm open to considering doing anything else you might need. Is there anything else that would make you feel even more secure? What that's doing is one, that's showing them that you have a plan, that you're the mm. authority and you have a plan so they can trust that plan, right? So most people are going to go, oh, that's amazing. He's got a plan. Awesome. The rare person might go, you know what? Yeah, there is one more thing that I think would be awesome you could do. And here it is. And they're mm. going to type it to you. And boom, you have all the ammo you need to know how to not overcomplicate the process for somebody or how to not undercomplicate the process for somebody if somebody desires it to be a little bit more complicated, right? Would that solve your problem of kind of going, oh, I feel like I don't know that client enough that way? I think so. I currently send out a like, once the wedding film has been delivered, they love to Google review. Uh, I, I send out kind of a feedback form to ask like, hey, 
from the moment you inquired up to until this point, like how was your experience? Or is there anything I can work on? I'm always looking to improve. But yeah, it's pretty much always like, no, it was absolutely perfect. Couldn't recommend it anymore. 10 stars if possible. Uh, I, I got one feedback on improvement, which was to, she didn't like doing the, the, the pre-wedding questionnaire and that she would have preferred to do that over a phone call. Um, but that's mm, the only gotcha. feedback I've ever gotten since doing that for about the past year and a half. So cool. it sounds like you take care of your clients really well once they are booked, once they are, they feel very taken care of, which is a huge compliment. Yeah, so even just awesome, adding man. these little things or just clarifying it will also alleviate the stress off of you because it sounds like you are doing a really great job, which is super cool. Yeah. Sweet, man. So that little tweak. So here's what we kind of covered. That little tweak up front, right? Of, hey, how could you maybe add a video to the inquiry page and then post the inquiry page like a thank you for inquiring? How could you also add something there that's going to make them really clear on their next steps and you could just also set the tone with your energy, right? So they can know what to expect before they get on that call. And then asking potentially, you know, in your inquiry form, some questions that are going to make them really lean on you as an authority on, you know, what the plan is and if there's anything else that they need so that not mm -hmm. only do they feel secure, but you also feel secure that they're not expecting yeah. something from you that you're not giving them, right? Which is super cool. And it sounds like you've got a great post actually working together process. Um, mm. That's awesome, man. Is there yeah. anything else? That and you... posting consistently on social. Yeah. Oh, We're yeah, starting that. We're yes. starting that today. Yeah, I, thought, so... I thought since you left that off, it wasn't that important, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely not. Uh, she got you. Definitely she got not. you. We're going to be watching The PS you. line is the most important. Yeah. So how does all that feel? Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to clarify on, you said, so the inquiry form kind of ask about the experience they want to be provided. Yep. Do you mean the inquiry for like the contact form on my website? Are you talking about like the onboarding questionnaire once they do book? Yeah. So so the actual like inquiry form, when they fill it out and go, hey, we're getting married at this time, you know, here's where we're getting married. I would put something in there that says, hey, here's the typical process of how I work with clients. Step one is you inquire. Step two is I get super excited and I give you a link to get on a call. You get on that call. We get on the call and chat. After the call, you know, uh, on the call, maybe you give me a deposit. We book, we get the contract signed. We're officially working together. Let's celebrate together. Step four, whatever step you're on, is this is the next point on the timeline. Three months after that, or four months after that, or three months before your wedding, I'll contact you about this, 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 and this. Right? Give them a plan, even if it's just like three to five steps, because what that's going to do is it's going to allow someone to go, man, this guy actually has a plan for us to follow. That makes me feel really secure. That's high ticket, right? Because like Christy said. Confusion in a plan, if there's a, a plan that's confusing, that is low ticket. A high ticket plan mm -hmm. that, that's got clarity is always going to be high ticket, right? So after you do that, you can also put at the bottom of that, is there anything else that would make you feel really secure going into your wedding day that I could do for you? Because that's basically going to make most of them go, no, this plan already looks amazing. And I already want to book you because I can trust that plan so much, right? Mm -hmm. We always pay for the people that you know can take us over the finish line. So if you can show the client up front how you can get them there, they're going to really want to invest in that. They're going to trust you yeah. a lot. But also if they do give you any feedback on, yes, right off the bat, I also would love if you would do this three months before a wedding. Like I'm maybe expecting you to send something to our house. That's like a thank you thing or something. Like I don't know, right? Who knows? But that's going to give you a lot of ammo to go, okay, mm -hmm. I know what they're going to be expecting. So you'll never ever again feel like you might be dropping the ball after they book to the time you shoot their wedding, right? Because yeah. it's going to tell you right up front if they need anything else from you. So that's mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying. And that's that's, that's huge leverage. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Sweet. Um, Does that sound I'll, good? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to picture how I'm going to fit that on my contact form, but I'll make it work. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. I'm rambling here. You can summarize that right and make it smaller. But mm -hmm. I think somebody who sees that will go, 
man, this dude cares and this dude has a plan and he wants to know if there's anything else I need. Like that's that is a huge trust building thing. And again, think about all the contact forms you've seen in the world. You know, not a lot of people care enough upfront to give the person, you know, the hot seat to say, what do you need? Yeah. And so that is a huge high ticket, high ticket experience right off. You the could bat. even try also instead of having it as a written question, you could put it in the video up top and then have and then refer to a question down at the bottom and like, hey, if you've got anything else that would help you yeah. feel more it's confident in this process, it. like hit that like other question or whatever however you would label okay. it in your questionnaire and just refer to them to that. Yeah. Yeah. That that's kind of what I was wondering would maybe maybe if that would work. Better. I think that would work great because then Short in enough. your video, you can just give them the plan, right? And it comes off way easier for them to actually yeah. hear it. Yeah, totally. Cool. Sweet. Cool, man. Well, um, we hope that's super helpful for you. Yeah. Um, helpful? Thumbs up? Thumbs down? <laughs> Two thumbs up. <laughs> Two thumbs up. I love it, man. Hey, well, we Great. will be excited to keep following what you're doing yep. um, and how you are making that experience better and better and better. So these clients continue to pay you higher and higher prices totally. as you crush this. You're already doing such a great job. And I know those little tweaks are going to continue to help yeah. you. So, Christian, um, where can people find you? Instagram at Wildfern Weddings, all one word, or website www.wildfernweddings.com. Sweet. Beautiful. Okay. Awesome. When I said that, I was like, wait, don't give your address, <laughs> like your actual <laughs> physical address. <laughs> That's awesome. So we'll be following along. We can't see, wait to see all of your new posts that are going to come out as well. <laughs> and uh, thanks so much for being here, Christian. We really appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys. Dang. That was a good call. That was a fun topic to talk about. I, I think know. it's such a common question that we get is kind of how do I create a luxury style business that actually carries new inquiries and also carries them all the way through a process that actually leaves people satisfied and totally, wanting to refer yeah. me, which is cool. Booking, booking higher ticket, whether you're a wedding filmmaker like like Christian, whether you're a wedding photographer, whether you're a brand strategist totally. like myself, whether you do marketing stuff, whether you're a brand photographer, whatever it's going to be. Like, An Uber it's driver. Not, it's not as hard as you actually think. Yeah. You just have to get a little bit more critical on your process and that value is just bleeds through so easily. So we love that. So if you want to jump on a call, like Christian jumped on a call with us, we would love to do that with you. We're taking uh, inventory of people that want to do that because we think it's going to be really, really cool just style of podcasting that's going to help a lot of people. So first of all, we'd love to know if you want to do that. All you got to do is text us the word chat to 916-587-6417 or DM us the word chat and then you can just let us know what you'd love to chat about and we can we can chat with you about it. But okay. also, we would love your feedback. If you're someone who's like, oh, I don't necessarily want to chat, but I'm loving these episodes, please go give us a five-star rating. Write us a written review on why that that is a good format for you, yeah. why you're liking it. And then also DM us. Like We'd love the review because that's how the show grows but we'd also love if you would dm us and mm. just tell us like that would be so helpful right yeah that'd be great so you guys thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next week thank you so much for joining us today we were so happy to have you here and do not forget to jump onto itunes give us a five-star rating and write a written review that would mean the world to us and we'll catch you next time on the creative rise podcast where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple Peace.